everyone. Welcome to Start Up From Scratch. This is one of your podcast co-hosts. My name is Myrna. And I am your other co-host, Kennedy. And we have decided to record this mini 15-minute episode to introduce ourselves and talk about some of the things that come up regularly in the episode that's kind of like background info about us that we want you guys to know. So... Maybe we can just start off by telling you who we are. Um, I'm uh, Marna's a badass. Finally, not a student anymore. I guess. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's. I feel like I've been in school my whole life, so it's nice to finally be out of that, out of those shoes. So I'm going to be a life science consultant in July. So in a few, few months, two months, and I'm podcast co-host. I was starting my own company. And because of the coronavirus, I decided that that wasn't going to be the best path right now, but it's not something that I'm not going to revisit in the future. I think I'm meant to be an entrepreneur, and I think I know that with all my heart now, and I think it's okay to sometimes do other things, uh, like this podcast, kind of keep you in the loop. And then when the time's right, I know I'll jump into that role again. But Kennedy, on the other hand, is a full-time founder and CEO. And she's the true badass. (laughs) No, uh, so it it is true. I am full-time working on building Banting, which is a patient pharmacy marketplace, uh, which we've built as a way to allow diabetic patients to have access to affordable insulin. Uh, But I think that one of the things that uh, Myrna just touched on is actually something that hopefully through the course of this first season, you'll, you'll start to gain insight or an appreciation of, which is timing uh, and timing for starting a company. So one of the things that's hard when you are wanting to be an entrepreneur, but you don't necessarily have a network of entrepreneurs around you, is it's really hard to figure out exactly what it is you need to do in order to start a company. Um, And so one piece of that is timing, like is the timing right for what you're trying to build? And under like a state of of shelter in place orders, and quarantine orders, what Myrna was working to build doesn't totally work, um, or it's 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 unreasonably difficult to try to start that particular project. Uh, but overall, there's there's all these cool things about being an entrepreneur, right? I mean, it's I, I don't think for me being an entrepreneur is not what I thought it was three years ago, or five years ago, or frankly even one year ago when my entrepreneurship journey started. Yeah, no, absolutely, um, and I think that all of those things that you kind of I mean, timing is just one of the many things you go through when you're starting a company. Like, is this the right time? But there's a ton of other things that you have to think about and a ton of other factors. And I think that's why we... Um, so actually, let's maybe go jump a little bit back to how you and I met and then maybe talk about why we started this podcast in the first place. Mm, yeah, great idea. So Kennedy are both part of On Deck and you'll hear On Deck in almost every episode that we record just because it just comes up often. And um, some of our guests are also part of On Deck. So On Deck is this fellowship that we're doing in San Francisco. It's an amazing, amazing, amazing place where you can meet a ton of talented entrepreneurs. So that's where Kennedy and I met. And Kennedy was very special to me from the very beginning (laughs) because I just loved how supportive she was. And you always just knew what to say. And it was always so fun to talk to you. And I felt like you were always my sounding board whenever I was going through something with my 
um, I don't know, venture startup. And every time you talked to me, I was like, okay, I like have five different things I can think about now and I'm in a much better place. And one day when we were talking, I was like, Kennedy, I've been wanting to start a podcast for a really long time, but you don't have to give me an answer. And before I could even finish the sentence, she was like, yes, I will start a podcast with you. <laughs> I was like, I don't need to think about this. I know exactly what my answer is. <laughs> um, so that's great. So that's how we started this. Um, and I think it was really nice to talk to people who were mm, not necessarily millionaires and billionaires who just sold their fifth company and have been an entrepreneur for 20, 30 years. It was nice to have a friend who was doing it and it was really refreshing as Kennedy was like, you know, dealing with being a founder and a new CEO with like how she was handling a lot of things. And that to me was a really refreshing conversation. Like it doesn't always have to look perfect because it's not. And seeing how, you know, a CEO hiring their first employee or like figuring out what the branding and colors of their website is going to be and uh, talking to investors and all of that stuff, I think to me was really refreshing. Um, so yeah. But one thing that, um, both Myrna and I really recognized is missing is exactly what Myrna was just saying. There's so much focus on talking about people that are post success and that's really cool. And I think that we should listen to those stories because those people were successful and there is, there is a lot to learn from that. But to be really honest, I don't relate to most of those stories. Most of those stories don't match. Those people didn't start where I started. Um, those people, the struggles that they had to overcome are not the struggles that I have to overcome. And so as much as I know that every founder has this like individualized journey and this individualized struggle, I feel like so much of what I keep hearing is a, a very specific set of stereotypes or niches. And it's sometimes hard to not feel even more lonely always hearing those stories. Um, and, and I think that what Myrna and I have found is that the more founders that we talk to, the more comfortable we feel in our own relationship with the ambiguity of starting something new, whether that's a company or in our case now also a podcast. Um, there's so much ambiguity that the truth is you don't know where to start. And if you Google, how do you start a company? The answer is not by filing your articles of incorporation. The, the reality goes like way before that of why do you want to start a company? Why do you want to go on that emotional journey? And who are you going to go on that journey with? How are you going to fund that journey? Um, it's, it's a totally different landscape, but, but surrounding myself with people who have um, not just been through it before, but who are going through it now, maybe for their first time, maybe for their fifth time, it's a much more comforting piece. Um, but that's something that currently exists really only one-on-one. -on -one. And we saw that there still isn't this broader opportunity for a conversation, right, Myrna? I mean, it's like, um, we, we haven't found, we, we looked for this podcast before deciding to start it. <laughs> um, and, and so I think that we, we really see this as, as hopefully an opportunity to say, okay, let's, let's pull the curtain back. Yeah. Let's show you the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, because a lot of that good, bad, and ugly is actually really beautiful because there's so much human spirit behind it, right? Like you hear those, those moments of like, oh my gosh, we were trying to build a chat bot, but it was actually us, not a robot talking back to people. Um, and, and it's both funny and real and human. And it's, it's just 
everyone in this world is trying to figure it out. And that's true, whether it's an individual navigating life or a new company trying to create its space in the business world. Um, so I, for me, it's, it, I'm so excited about this opportunity to be like, here's what's really up. Uh, and it's crazy. (laughs) It is wild. Um, and as a fun fact, Kennedy and I have never met. Um, we met on zoom and we've never met in person and we have an Instagram page. It's at startup from scratch podcast dot, not dot com. It's startup from scratch podcast (laughs) on Instagram. And uh, you should totally go follow us, but you'll notice that we actually don't have a single picture together, and that's because we've never met. So if you hear uh, microwaves in the background or um, dogs barking or anything, we're just two girls recording miles and miles away from each other and trying to make this work. So one day our audio quality would be will be. I mean, I think it's pretty good, to be honest. We're doing our best. But one day we'll be in person and things will be different. Um, So just excuse excuse the microwaves and and fans and dogs and everything in between. Yeah, I I mean, for for people that have been translating their work calls to to Zoom and Google Meets, uh, you've probably met a lot of your coworkers' pets and children that you would have never met before. Um, because this, this current state of the world does mean that, that work and home cannot be separate anymore. Um, and so, yeah, you definitely are going to get to hear some background noise from my personal life. Sometimes you'll get to hear my, my fiance in the background. Um, sometimes you'll get to hear a microwave. Um, I'm sure you'll hear a dog collar jingle every now and then that's Coco. He weighs less than five pounds. He's very fluffy. What? Oh, Coco. I can't wait to meet him too. Yeah, I also just realized we never said anything about who we are as people. All right. Uh, yeah, so a little bit of background about me, Kennedy. Uh, so my professional career uh, began in graduate school. So I did a PhD studying appetite signaling in the brain and how it's altered in obesity. Um, and what really what's driven my career, whether it's from when I was in academia to now in the private sector and an entrepreneur, uh, it's it's that I believe really strongly that we can do better by our fellow humans through better healthcare, and I think that what makes healthcare so powerful is that it is through sufficient health that we are able to uh, pursue these very American ideals of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and that's something that's really meaningful for me. So my graduate work was focused on the role of nutrition and appetite signaling because nutrition is something that can be targeted regardless of your socioeconomic status. I started medical school after I completed my PhD because I wanted to be closer to patients. And I thought that I would build a, or I would research better solutions for patients if I was closer to them. But I ultimately dropped out of medical school in my third year because I discovered our healthcare system is, uh, it's no, it's no surprise to say it's broken. Like I'm not shocking anybody by that. But what I found was that the incentive structure of it itself is so poorly aligned that the people who are dedicating their lives to it, healthcare providers, they're suffering and the patients are suffering. And in both cases, there's a lot of needless suffering that just comes from bad systems design. But it's also a system that's really entrenched with bureaucracy and does not change from within. So I dropped out of medical school wanting to pursue uh, what the business and private sector looked like, and and hopefully to build a better way to deliver healthcare and health solutions. 
So I did a short stint as a uh, consultant doing uh, strategy consulting for healthcare and biotech companies. And then I worked for a, excuse me, for a startup where we were actually using living cells as part of devices, integrating that living biological material with hardware and software technologies, which uh, the, the, the trademark cry of Kanaku is bio is tech because it comes from this idea that biotechnology is not necessarily about developing technology and applying it to biology, but that biology itself is a fundamental technology. Um, love that mission. There came a point where it was time for me to move to doing my own thing. And that's when I started uh, Banting, what is now Banting, which is uh, more than anything else, it's focused on how do we deliver affordable and accessible insulin to the people that need it? Because there are millions of Americans that need insulin every day. But the truth is over a quarter of Americans who use insulin have to ration their insulin supply because it's so unaffordable, even though it's a life essential medication. Um, so that's what I'm working on now. But really, it, it, it's um, part of this this bigger piece of how to make uh, healthcare and livelihood more accessible. Oops, sorry. I was on mute. Um, yeah. So my name is Myrna and I, where did I start? So I was born and raised in Egypt um, until I was about 13. And it, and it, it's crazy because I remember, this is like so tangential, but I think worth mentioning. It's crazy because as a kid, I was like 10 or 11 years old and I was expected to like memorize textbooks and I expected to like, it just, the academic rigor I think, in Egypt was just like really different. And then I came here to the United States and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, I like biology. And then as I grew older and went to college, I um, majored in biology and then was like, okay, um, I still enjoy this. Uh, maybe I'll be a doctor. And then I was like, wait, no, I don't want to be a doctor. I just could not get myself to sit down and study for the MCAT for some reason. So I decided to buy myself some more time and apply for a master's. I had done research for some time now in college. I had done research for like four years uh, and I was like, I enjoy this. And so I applied for a master's to buy myself more time. And during my master's, uh, I moved up to uh, Northern California and I was like, wow, there's so much that I don't know about and so much that I can do for healthcare outside of medicine that I'm a lot more excited about. So uh, here's, here's, a, here's a really cool fun fact that Myrna just glossed over. Um, so yesterday I had a, a tweet that commented about uh, Myrna having very low key vibes, but like don't make the mistake of underestimating her. And a perfect Aww. example of that it was just now, which is that you can talk about getting a master's degree as like, oh, you know, like time, this and that. Uh, you went to Stanford to get a master's degree. And that's like the most low key thing to not mention. <laughs> um, but I mean, honestly, everyone in the Bay, I, I've become so, this sounds really, really, really bad. And I do not mean it this way. But when you live in the Bay Area, you become so desensitized to going to Stanford. Because every other person you know went to Stanford or Harvard. Um, and every other person you know founded like an incredible company. And it just, it's such a, it's an amazing environment with so much talent and so much energy. But at the same time, it's like so humbling. Because um, to me, I'm like, I haven't really done anything with my life that's that exciting in my eyes. Because I look at everyone else and I'm like, wow, I have so much to learn from you and you and you and you. 
Um, and everyone, everyone that I meet has just like, oh, um, I go to HBS, I go to the GSB, and I'm like, great. <laughs> Which is Harvard Business School and Stanford Business School for those who are not totally stuck in this acronym world. <laughs> it's funny because I did, I did not go to either of those schools. I had a really stupid approach to applying to undergraduate, which was that I refused to apply to any Ivy League school um, because of like the very pretentious vibes that yeah. tend to come around people constantly dropping that they went to those schools. Because like, that's awesome that you went to a really great school. And it's awesome that that school gave you a really great training. What I think actually matters is what you do with that training. And so what you do with that training is not to spend the rest of your life talking about what school you went to, but by actually building badass things that that school wants to then brag about and tell other people that they should go to that school because that's the kind of person that they produce. Um, but it, but that that's like, I, I don't know, that's, there's probably a bunch of like psychology tangles wrapped up in that. But you should be totally proud of that. Like for the record, uh, Thank you. the truth is uh, those schools have the reputation they have because they do an incredible job of recruiting incredible people to come to their programs. And that's something that I, I could not have appreciated enough when I was, I couldn't have appreciated it sufficiently when I was younger. Um, but as you know, now, now into, as, as my adulthood matures uh, and looking at that, I, I realized so much there, there is value of, of what um, just being able to identify talent looks like, because that's really hard. No, it really is. And not just who is smart and can learn, you know, really um, interesting and complex concepts, but also who's kind and compassionate and can look at the world around them and want to do better for it. Um, and I think that that's, that I think that's really hard to recruit people that are, um, just as kind as they are smart. Um, I feel like those are the hardest to come across, but uh, I was lucky to meet um, a lot at Stanford. And um, I mean, Stanford has, has really changed my life, I think in more ways that I can, um, that I can count in more ways that I can be thankful for, because I would, I would not be the same person. Anywho, one thing we should talk about is what our first season is about and why we chose to have our first season be what it is. So we are doing our first season basically just everything from like we identified like the 10, 11 steps that you need to start a company. And we'll just be walking you through the through those um, one guest and one episode at a time. Yeah. So we have guests that are joining us for each of these episodes, uh, really trying to break down the process. So uh, starting a company does not start with when you actually form a corporation or an LLC or a nonprofit or however you're, you're choosing to go about this formal uh, structuring. Uh, what it has to really start with is, is an idea um, and co-founders. And it, I think it's actually even hard to say which of those comes first because it's very different for each, each person and each company. But there's so many things that you have to do before you can even put a product out into the world. And then just because you put a product out into the world doesn't mean that you made a business that can sustain. Um, so you have to find like, do you have, do, do you fit within the market? Did what you build meet the market's need or did you build the wrong first product and you need to go back and change the product and try again? Um, there's all these pieces. And I, I think one of the hardest things is the ambiguity that comes around that. Um, and so we hope that by featuring very different people on each episode, that 
you'll kind of get a sense of the fact that the problems are always different. The people solving the problems are always different, but the unifying theme is, is persistence. It, it's persistence and it's community. It's, it's finding people that can help you and never being afraid to ask for help. Um, there's no other way forward. And I, I heard someone say something interesting the other day. They said, uh, most startups fail because of co-founder disputes. And I couldn't disagree with that more because a startup can absolutely survive co-founder disputes and it can survive co-founder exits. And in fact, a lot of really big companies have had disputes and exits amongst the co-founders. Um, what a company can't survive is being led by somebody that's not maturing fast enough for the company's rate of maturation. And, and that can come out in a co-founder dispute, um, but it, it's really about a personal journey as much as a business journey. Uh, so we kind of would like to give a piece of insight of, of what those personal journeys look like. And maybe none of them feel like you. Maybe none of them totally resonate to exactly your experience. But maybe there's enough different experiences that you realize that yours is the same for how it's different. And at least that's been the case for me over time is to find that it, it is through the uniqueness and the individuality that I find the most community and, and sense of, of collective movement. I could not agree more. I love that. Yeah. And I'm really excited to have you guys listen to our first season. We'll be dropping an episode every week. Our Instagram will probably be the best place for you to find everything you need to know about us. So we'll probably be linking our website, our Apple podcast and Spotify account to there. Um, and then you can always also email us. There's a link to email us on our Instagram page and you can just shoot us an email if you think, you know, an incredible entrepreneur or founder um, who we should talk to, who's going through an incredible journey right now and can, could share a lot of really great insight. Yeah, totally. And uh, anybody who's who has some social media phobias, no judgment, uh, startupfromscratchpodcast.com. We've got you. Feel free to drop your email there. We will send you email updates. Uh, we, we are happy to, to talk to you where you want to hear us. Uh, and you'll also be able to catch our podcast as a blog form on our website as well. So we know that some people don't necessarily want to listen to content, but they love to read it. So we're making that super easy. Every episode is transcribed. Uh, and upload it as a blog as well. It's been amazing. I can't wait to get to know some of you. Message us on Instagram, email us. Uh, we check those regularly and, and we want to get to know you. We want to um, listen to what you have to say in your story. 100%. Yeah, uh, this is super fun for Myrna and I to do. But the reality is we we want this to be something that's valuable to you as well. So let us know what's interesting. Let us know when you love something. Let us know when you hate something. We want to hear it all. Um, and, and most of all, we, we want you to feel like whatever journey is yours to take, that you feel confident taking it. Yeah. All righty. Peace out, guys. See you soon. Bye, everybody.